We're going to start this podcast in a different way. The first thing you're going to hear is the last thing that we did. This is our live draft podcast from Thursday night, round one. We'll be back live on Friday on YouTube, so join us there. Uh, we finished the podcast at the end of the night with our conversation about Debo Samuel. So we're going to start this podcast with that, and then we're going to dive into, after the show open, the live coverage from last night. Show notes will have a lot of the different spots if you want to jump ahead to where we talked about A.J. Brown because this is a long one. We're going to break it up into two parts, so part one and part two. So we're going to start the conversation that we ended the night with, recapping Debo Samuel's night, tough night for him, and then we'll go to the start of the draft and you'll hear how we did the whole night's draft show and a lot of stuff we're talking about throughout before we get to it, just want to tell you that we are brought to you by our friends at ButcherBox.com ham, where you get two pounds of ground beef for free in every order for the lifetime of your membership. Each box, eight to 14 pounds of meat, depending on which box you choose. That's enough for 24 individual meals. You can customize your own box or go with one of theirs. Either way, you get exactly what you want. New members, two pounds of ground beef for free in every order for the life of your membership at butcherbox.com slash ham. Go to butcherbox.com slash ham to claim this deal. Let's go to our Debo convo. It's been the biggest story going, I would say, in the NFL for the last seven to ten. When it, whenever Jeff Darlington really put it out there and there was clearly substance behind it, that Debo Samuel was going to get traded or wanted to trade. And it the 49ers did not create it. So it's even though it's taken on a light that the 49ers, it was like a two-way street. Once he's trying to force their hand, obviously the moment Jeff Darlington's tweet went viral, as it should have, you know, one of the best players in the NFL says, I want a trade away from a team that had just won four playoff games the last three years. It was a big deal. So the 49ers' phones start blowing up. And once that happens, you have to start like, well, who would they trade him to? Who would want him? Obviously their phone, like, I would imagine... Like with legitimate offers, 15 teams in the NFL sniffing around, making offers. We'll get, they might not be good, but like, hey, we'll give you a three second round picks for them, whatever, for Debo Samuel. So the Niners are just getting a lot of information, even though they're not that interested. You got to write it on the board, and we've been doing it. But I think you saw with A.J. Brown got traded, like pretty clear, maybe the money and the, the pan, maybe they just know like his injury. Maybe they just, I don't know. Whatever, however they played it out, their mindset, and you've talked about this earlier on the draft, was way different than the 49ers. But I also think it's been a little unfair, and I'm very guilty of this, to just assume the Niners, like, just because you offered me something, and I'm not saying Debo's Steph Curry or Mike Trout or something, but to the Niners, he's very, very important. Very important. And clearly, one thing they are good at is understanding money and numbers. They have a pretty good idea then that the, that the going rate is four fifty seven. They don't. They don't. They never thought it was seventy five. Now maybe Debo does, but it's not now. Debo, it's four for fifty seven and hundred, which I think they would gladly pay him. So now the Jets have blown their load. The, the, the Niners cannot trade Debo Samuel for any picks in the second. And if, as you and I are talking here on Thursday night, if they did it, it people would fucking be furious. And I don't think they would, because if they would have, they would have done it tonight. That like. This whole saga was kind of Debo created, and he kind of looks like an idiot. <laughs> you know, like he, the guy he, that didn't create any noise got traded. The guy that made it easy on his team helped his team by not making any noise. Who was represented ways, right? by the same human being? Represented right. by the same guy. They got Traylon Burks, the Titans, who 
Like just you know, made we talked easy about would have been a good Debo for everyone involved, right? Felt professional. You never want your team to feel like they're going to look weak by trading you, which is the position that Debo put the 49ers in. He put the he put them in a position where it would look like he won and they lost if they had traded them. That is not the way we're looking at Tennessee right now, right? They were proactive, right? They wanted I look at Tennessee like they were cool with trading them, right? Yeah, and we know the Niners aren't cool, and I think the not part of it is the Niners love Debo, but part of it is you can't put us in a position to look weak if we give you what you want. That's a hard. It's not a great way to get what you want if the person who you need their help and they're they have you under contract, so you need their help. If they're going to look bad by trading you, then it it doesn't help them trade you. Well, I, I think this goes back to a couple of days ago when John sat in front of you know, 7,000 people on YouTube and 18 reporters or whatever. He was uncomfortable because deep down he couldn't say, this is bullshit. We, he's one of the best draft picks we've made. We love him. We have been singing his praises for the last 12 months about specifically this year about his will and carrying us. He stands for everything we want. And then for him to do this, like part of this group, and it sounds cheesy sometimes, but it is true. Like, our, we have a unique bond inside these walls while we have a public job, but we get to fight and do things, and the best organizations, it does not come out. Like Part of the crazy thing about listening to that Patriot book is like, no one really knew a lot of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, that they were like, choosing between Johnny Manziel and Jimmy Garoppolo. Right? It just, just all the stories over the years, it's like 20 years of the best, of the, of the, of the number one organization in the league, like 90% of it didn't come out until there was a divorce. And John's like, not only do we not want a divorce, if you have a problem with any of us, we have spent the last three years together through good and the bad, and we've had, in Debo's case, a lot more good. Two of his three years in the NFL, he has won four playoff games, been to a Super Bowl, and we were winning in, in an NFC, NFC Championship game with a chance to go back to another one in the fourth quarter. So it's like, Debo, you come from South Carolina. We watch. You guys fucking sucked. Your life has been good here. People get pissed off. People have issues. It's life. Come to us. You call Kyle. Call call us. What what are you doing? Like uh, kind of a slappy move by Debo. And listen, young people make dumb decisions. And I'm not saying he's changed. He might still want to trade, but like you lost, buddy. Well, you, you wonder also traded. was this not the agent's tactic? Because the agent represented AJ Brown and AJ didn't use that tactic. What about AJ? DK? DK walked into Seattle last AJ, week with a yep. smoothie. AJ did do the IG delete, but the tactic maybe, failed. Maybe he, knew, maybe he knew he was going to Philly. Could have known. The tactic failed. Maybe Tennessee told him right away, okay, we'll trade you. Just keep it quiet. Right? That yeah, might have been come, what happened. If it comes out, it's off. You don't say a word, and we'll take care of it. But yeah. here's my question. Unless Debo's completely out of the loop, I don't know. You know, he, He's going to be paying his agent a lot of money if he signs a 45700. Does his agent keep it in the loop and what's going on with his other client? Because if I'm Debo, and I would want, like, again, I'm assuming a lot with a 25-year-old guy. I don't know if I'd think I like this when I was 25. But this whole thing, I would say, looks like not an embarrassment on the 49ers. Stand. It makes him and just his side look really bad. And it, honestly, Debo's the one that put his name to it, so it makes Debo look terrible. Yeah. For a guy also- that everyone likes, good energy. Even if you want to, I have no problem if you want to trade, but he he handled it completely wrong. Well, and it's not over because now they've called his bluff. So what's he going to do? Show up? You show up. You do. There's some 
either you show up and act bad or you show up and issue some apologies. So he's going right? to start start saying no guy to 57 and 100 and probably right. like a 28 million dollar signing bonus? Well, I do think I do think we talked about this. The guy that signed first would not be the guy that got the most money. So Debo's probably going to get I think maybe Debo could 60. Maybe and Debo and Debo could say like look at his numbers and look at my one year I carried us. Yeah. Hey, here's the difference, guys. Tennessee okay. didn't want him. You guys want me. Okay, so let's say he gets four four one hundred fifty nine five or something, right? Four for one hundred fifty nine point five guaranteed. Okay, or fifty eight five, just sli- a little more. Yeah, he's gonna like, hey Debo, here's you sign it. You're just gonna keep saying no, and we keep calling your bluff. Like you, we think you're gonna crack. Like you know, in the CBA, when the NFL always goes, players will crack. <laughs> well, the Niners are just gonna be like, okay, keep sitting out. Here is the Debo. Here is AJ Brown's offer and an extra two percent. Which you and I have talked about this. He before. will keep looking but, bad, guy. It, it's going to start. People are going well, to start turning on him. I, I think, and we talked about this a lot, and I think we agreed it was a good bet for the Niners to call his bluff because, unlike Devontae Adams, he had not made sixty million dollars in his bank account. He made six gross million dollars. Would you say it was would you say that contract was a good thing for the Niners too? The number that just came out tonight. Uh, yeah, that would. Yeah, it's a good point. Because what but, if it was but, seventy? You'd be like, eh. <laughs> like you know, there's there's always going to be a little. Yeah, I know. If I kind of braced for it, seventy two. But um, it's a this is a really hard one to stick to because it requires you getting fined, losing money, not getting one, being a restricted free agent, not getting paid. Because here's the thing. If you think Debo should get more money, agreed. But he probably could use the million two that's owed to him this year. He wants that money, right? Like if he holds out, he doesn't get that money. If he doesn't show up, he doesn't get that money. But I, but I think, like at the most basic, like he is better. Or I mean, he had. It's weird. Like whatever the AJ Brown him thing goes, he is now on the clock to get this contract and potentially a million dollars more or whatever. But even if this is the exact same contract they're offering, like no one's going to feel sorry for him. Like he, I, I would say he had, I wouldn't say sentiment or fans on his side, but people just waiting to see how it shook out and just wanted some more information. I'd say now it's like, well, Debo, if unless it comes out, the Niners refuse to offer him a contract. But if it's like the Niners have a contract on to Debo Samuel for him to sign, it's AJ Brown plus a million dollars. Every single fan is going to have the 49ers back on that one. No one's going to be like, oh, Debo's getting screwed NBA style. Like, no one's going to feel that way. So, to me, if I'm the Niners, one thing I would do before the end of the weekend is be like, we have the AJ Brown offer out to him right now. We well, want to make things whole. I think one thing that I, I, I go public, I go public that way. As Schefter says by the end of the weekend, the 49ers have handed handy. They, they basically said, Damn. send us the Eagle contract. We'll put 49er logo on the top. We'll add a million dollars to the guarantee, a million dollars to the signing bonus. Fucking let's play ball. Yeah, I, I think I think they've been this way. I think they'll continue to be this way. We saw it with Brandon Ayuk. They're not going to try and dance on Debo's grave here. Right? But, They're not gonna, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, no, I understand. But what I'm saying is, though, they, like I think John Lynch is, even though sometimes you want to win it, you want to exert your power. I don't think they don't want. I think they're going to be conscious that they don't want to embarrass Debo, even if this ends up with Debo coming back to them and them signing the contract. They're I'm not, not going to want to embarrass him. No, I know. But whatever. I'm just saying. I, I think they're going to be sensitive to him, conscious. even in a spot where they don't have to be. 
which is why John was fidgety because he was afraid to say anything that offended this guy. So you still need him to perform, right? And you're still like, you're going to give him $60 million. (laughs) You need his best. We need him to, you know, be careful with what is no need too much. (laughs) You know? Yeah. (laughs) Right. And a part of it is like, okay, Debo, if you, if you are cool with signing this, you do, we need you to come around, right? Yes. We, we need, need you, you to go, okay, I'm over the whole thing. My yeah, bad. And just be a good guy again and run some gassers and we'll get you, we'll keep you in shape. You think we're just getting started or closer to an end now? Because if he's really, truly dead set on this, he could just be getting started. Could you really just, to, like, Monday be like, all right. But it goes back to what I said. What is he I'll really sign. said? He hasn't said as much as people act like he said. He told Jeff Darlington he wanted a trade. Was that four days ago or now a week and a half ago? Yeah, it feels like early last week. Last Monday. Okay. He said he wanted to trade. He told I do think he could be like, we've talked it out. We figured it out. We got on the same page and signed it. Yeah. Well, he he, he could say it was about money. My point is he hasn't done as It's not like he's gone on IG Live, talked a bunch of shit. He really hasn't done as much as we think. I think part of what would probably need to come out from his side is like, it's not about not wanting to be in the area. It's just about money. It was just a money thing. You know, that would probably be what he'd have to communicate to. Because if because he couldn't say I don't want to be in the area, but they paid me, so I'll come. You know, I think he could say that. I, I don't want to be there, but I'm here. I don't want to be here, but here I am. I don't want to live in California, but I love the 49ers and I love Kyle. Yeah, I, yeah. You, I just don't think. I mean, it's there's no point in that. You don't win anything by doing that. You no, know, well, I, I, I don't think he's. I don't think if he ends up signing, he's going to say anything. He'll be like, you no, know, no. But my just, point is like it's. If, if if you just said the whole time it was about contract dispute, that everyone can understand that. That's a million player disputes have been about contract dispute. It's just been about the money, right? And we mentioned this a little bit when it happened. I also don't think if this trade, which I do not think would have been on the table, but if it had been, people would have been cool with just basically trading Debo straight up for Traylon Burks right. and some third round well, linebackers, cool, linemen, right? We, we, we went from like 10, 38, Elijah Moore, next year's second to Traylon Burks and a, and a late third like that. I think people would have been like, uh. see, the difference is A.J. Brown fans didn't talk forever, like put together deals. Everyone in their mind at minimum had, we'll take 10 and 35. That, that'll be the, and all of a sudden you get 18, which was a player you wanted, but then a third people that would not have worked. No, but they could have, you know, potentially they could have gotten 10, traded back, had two more players. It could have been a little different, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I mean, it's true. Like we talked about earlier, we're going to get to see this thing play out now. If Traylon Burks turns out not to be a great player, we'd go, whew. If Traylon Burks turns out to be a stud and things go sideways with Debo, you'll say that that could have been you. That's the beauty of that A.J. Brown trade is it gives the Niners this parallel universe to watch now, or Niner fans. Middle call! Middle call, middle call, middle call. Hey, hey, Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Haberman of Middlecoff live draft show here on YouTube or maybe after the fact on the podcast feed. However you're listening, great to have you. I'm Guy Haberman. With me is John Middlecoff. This is Haberman of Middlecoff, and this is draft night. Hello, friends. Hello, Let's friends. Let's go, baby! Mm. You see this scene? The NFL, I mean, we've seen some clips on TV, but the NFL Network Twitter account just tweeted out. I mean, there have to be 
right now just watching the the NFL Network uh, set up and Roger, I, I don't know, 150,000 people sitting there, right? I'm sitting, standing. <laughs> yep. 83 degrees right now is uh, it's 5.04 p.m. Pacific time. That's pretty uh, warm when the sun's done. Yeah, it's toasty. It's toasty. And you're wearing your black Darren Waller jersey, you know. I see a lot of other teams. This is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a uh, universal city guy. Everyone's allowed to see a lot of Jets. I saw some Chiefs fans. I'd say some, it's, uh, it's working so far. You know, what? we're coming up on this, just the NFL in Vegas. We're coming up on the seven-year anniversary. I think it's June 6th I saw today of Tony Romo's canceled fantasy football event in Las Vegas. <laughs> and the whole dra- the whole league, seven years later, is in Vegas for the uh, for the draft. Think how, how that? stupid that is, not that long ago. <laughs> he wasn't like, you know, he was having a party that was going to have drugs and hookers. No, it was a fantasy football event for, like, wasn't charity. Even, yeah, it wasn't even, like, gambling. It was fantasy football. <laughs> now, they were probably paying him, you know, a million bucks to show up sure. or something, which was sure. a no-brainer. But that's – the league simply just – they didn't want him in Vegas. And now there's not only a team there, they're hosting the draft there, and they clearly like being in Vegas, like the league, right, having a stronghold and a foothold. And clearly – I guess I got to give hockey credit. They started the trend. But the other two teams or the other two sports that are not involved in Vegas are clearly headed there. The Oakland A's are going to be the Las Vegas A's, maybe change the name. And there is going to be an NBA team there very, very soon. As they should be. I mean, the A's should fucking, I, I would run there. And the NBA, I mean, Kings Arena is awesome. And listen, I like. You're you trying know, to move the Kings? No, but I, I mean. <laughs> Could be just you know, the Kings' problem isn't that no one shows up; no, it's that they no, suck. It, 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 it's not necessarily their market. It would, I think, just re-energize the franchise. Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think you they get need a to new owner, operate yeah, a little better. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, if you're listening to the podcast feed, what you're hearing is us live on Thursday night. Uh, subscribe to the channel on YouTube, where we will be live again on Friday. And, um, you know, updating John, uh, updating stuff, obviously, throughout the draft. So a lot of content ahead. And uh, we're excited about that. So um, we'll go tonight. We'll see. I mean, you know, right now, a lot of people on the edge of their seat about Debo Samuel. You know, so part of this, if you're listening to it, in some ways, you know what happened. But there's going to be some uh, timestamps throughout uh, the show. If you're reading, if you're watching the show or listening to the show after the fact, so you know where, where things happen. But. Um, you know, last year there was the Trey Lance wait. We both at the last moment picked Trey Lance the moment before the draft. The, the evidence is there, John. You can go back and listen to last year's draft show. We said Trey Lance would be the pick before they made it. And uh, so we have to, you know, we, we'll be predicting picks and trades and non-trades. But at this moment, does it feel like Debo Samuel's getting traded? Uh, no, it does not. But uh, there are still, is that Derek Carr on Ann Waller? <laughs> Uh, and Marcus Allen. Yeah, I would say he doesn't get traded, but I don't feel great about it. I think the offers are going to keep coming. But that, I mean, f- last year was a special draft. This year just simply is not because the star power isn't there. I mean, Debo is the biggest story. If he's traded tonight on the clock, pick 10, I'd argue that'd be one of the biggest moments in draft history. Well, I saw somebody who Has have been player the players been drafted of, of that level. It's not like the NBA, is it? I don't remember. You mean like when Vlade Divac got traded on draft night? Yeah, it feels like it's happened Kobe much more in the Bryant. NBA. It doesn't happen that much in the NFL. Not with players of that ilk, right? They're usually traded before or after. 
not yeah. on draft night. Right. What is going yep. on with Derek's hair? Uh, a little faux hawk. I bet. I bet his kid has it. Is would be my guess. I don't even think that's a faux hawk. That's just a. I don't know what you call that. That's just a mohawk guy. I mean, that's just it's what Dave's got going. Uh, you guys should do a little Giants talk. Might open up a new market for you. Said this individual. Well, I mean, Daniel Jones did not get his option picked up today, John, and uh, it was suggested by Florio that the Giants leak the news today. Are they trying to get other teams to think they're looking at a QB? If they actually were, they wouldn't have leaked the Daniel Ju- uh, Jones news today. Is it really breaking news they're not picking up Daniel Jones' fifth-year option? <laughs> no, know. no, I think, but I think the question is, are what what are they? Why are they doing it today? Right? Is there or is there no reason that just happened to come? Somebody happened to ask uh, Gettleman's replacement. Yeah, I mean, I think he's it's due to get picked up next week. I, I mean, I, I really don't think it's that weird. You know, I think it's next Monday. I mean, the timing. You're right, a couple days early, but Ice Cube. This is this is kind of popping right now. Well, it's a very Raiders draft. This is, this is kind of working. Honestly, this is kind of happening right now. Raj, he's, he's kind of feeling himself. He's got Waller up there who Nagler said was going to get traded, and the Raiders immediately came out and said he's not going to get traded. <laughs> Derek Carr said over my dead body, basically. He, he said that, too? I mean, not over my dead body, but not if I have anything to do with it or something like that was his he, line. Yeah. He tweeted that out. You're one of the rare guys that can see his tweets. Uh, yeah, yes, actually, <laughs> actually. Oh, we should tell people. Oh, hi, Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, we should tell people we're watching the NFL network coverage. So if you're watching along with us, obviously the YouTube will be, I don't know what it ends up, what 15 or 13 seconds behind. So you can always pause it or you can just enjoy with us. But the NFL network is what we're going to be reaction, uh, re- reactioning to reacting to Derek's doing a Raider chant. You turn up the volume. Go ahead and turn up the volume. Yeah, I just want to hear what they're saying. I mean, are we going to start the clock here? This is taking a while to get going here. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. Debo's here to stay. It's it's ten minutes after five. Middlecoff's Middlecoff is impatient. Well, I just want the clock because again, then we got ten more minutes. We we got a long way to long road here. I know. (laughs) Pace yourself. We've got we've got. uh, Let's talk about a few things. Um, I got my draft board here, John. My big board, my draft board, Um, and. I think there are things to hit with every team as we go through, but you know, one thing as a reminder to just what the night is like, I, I pulled this up. We're started. Jack All right, we're on. underway. Dun, 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 dun. I pulled this up, John, just for reference as we get the night started here. The history of Jacksonville Jaguars first round picks. Uh, they made two picks in 2020, CJ Henderson. And uh, I never know. I can never say the first name. Kalavin Chasen. It's a hell of a question. I don't Rubisca know. Either. went in the second round. A uh, Josh Allen, the pass rusher in 19. Taven Bryan with a defensive tackle. Uh who's made um uh, not a major impact uh for them was the uh 18 first rounder. Leonard Fournette in 17. Jalen Ramsey, Miles Jack, Yannick and They nailed the draft in 2016. It's a hell of a draft. 2016, great draft by the Jags. Now we're back to uh, you know Jags business. Dante Fowler, T.J. Eldon, uh, Blake Bortles, Marquise Lee, Allen Robinson. Okay, Jonathan Cyprian, Luke Jokel, Justin Blackman. Do you know last year in the off season I was working out and this guy had eagle shorts on. I can tell you know I mean I'm a former scout. I can I was eyeballing him. I'm like I don't think this guy is just a fan. I mean this guy looks the part kind of. I go introduce myself. I say, hey, man, I like the shorts. You know, you, you, 
I, I just, I, I didn't. You, you got a vibe. Wanna be, yeah, you never want to be like, you play for the Eagles, but it was kind of right. clear he probably did. Yeah. And then we started bullshitting. It was Jonathan Cyprian. He was here rehabbing. And remember, the Niners, I think, either worked him out or maybe signed for a brief moment. Really cool, nice guy. But it's awesome. So he was just hanging out, like staying at the hotel, you think, or something like his, that? His rehab, I think he had some surgery done. He had just played for the Eagles, I think, in the 2020 season. Had a season-ending injury. Maybe a knee specialist was around here who uh, did some work on him. So he was here working out. You know, I think trying to, you know, hey, Kyle, John, I think they had told him. I, I, you know, I don't know. Couldn't quite get to the bottom of it, but we were watching him in college. Pretty good player. I heard a good uh, John Lynch story. He was on the um, – <clears throat> hit that like button. He was on the uh, Thomas Dimitrov podcast, and they were talking about, you know, agreement between GM and coach. And um, he was talking about how uh, one day he was a free agent and he ran. He was in San Diego back home, and he ran into uh, Dean Spanos at a uh, charity event. And Dean's like, hey, man, how come we're not signing you? And John's like, I haven't heard from you guys. And Dean's like, oh, all right, let's set something up. So he gets Marty Schottenheimer. And is it A.J. Smith? Was that the GM? Smith? Yeah. I think his name. Yeah. Guy who drafted Ryan Matthews. Those two guys hated each other, apparently. Marty and A.J. did not hated. work well together. Yeah. So he gets them on the phone. Did you hear this story? Have you heard this story? No. So they get on the phone and Dean is like, John, thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, Marty, uh, the floor is yours. Marty talks for 15 minutes about why John Lynch would be a fit for the San Diego Chargers. He's like, uh, AJ, uh, AJ, you can go ahead and take over from here. And AJ Smith goes faster and younger. And it was just quiet. That's all he said. And uh, Dean was like, uh, anything else you want to add, AJ? He's like, we said we were going to do this offseason is get faster and younger. And John Lynch is not faster or younger. And John's like, it's kind of awkward. And John's like, you know what, guys? Look, I did this as a courtesy to Dean. Uh, I appreciate your time. I've got plenty of other people that want to talk to me. So, you know, good luck to you, fellas. And that was the end of the call. Was this when he he ended up signing with Denver? Was this Must have ended up signing with Denver, yeah. Royal asshole. What a mess. AJ was, I think, a notorious like football NFL dick. And obviously, Marty was hard-headed old school. But AJ won the battle. Marty got fired. Right? Right. I mean, you know, I think AJ's kid is like an executive somewhere. He was with the football team, commanders, commandos for a minute. But I don't know where he's at now. Uh, let's see. Debo signing autographs in Vegas tomorrow, says Chris. Is that true? I can see that. I could, I could see Vegas. I would imagine the draft is a mini Super Bowl for especially the retired guys. Right? You go there, bunch of fans, set up booths, make some cash. It's kind of like the, uh, you know, the circus version of what the Super Bowl, I guess, is viewed a little higher class. But I could see the draft being like the second rotate if you could make a hundred grand at the Super Bowl, maybe you could make fifty grand at the draft, right? In some ways there's like more fans there, right? There's more it's like NFL Super Bowl would be more radio row kind of doing that kind of thing. But then some autograph signings would be the ticket in Vegas because it's a ton of fans. I somebody on the stream said there's expecting over four hundred thousand people on Friday. I saw nine hundred potentially total. Wow, for just the three days. For the three days. Now, I, I would say this. It's pretty clear that the guys with jerseys were there for the, for, the, uh, for the draft. But 
a lot of people just naturally go to Vegas. How are you totally counting? Like, I'm here for the draft, or I'm here to gamble. You know, I'm here. Yeah, I'll participate. Yeah. Who, who do you think they took? I think they're taking the pass rusher from uh, from Georgia. You see Balky and Doug Peterson? Do you see that little visual? They're kind of vibing in there. What are their buddies? I thought they were at, at uh, what? I love this word. I thought they were at loggerheads about uh, who to pick. What's loggerheads mean? I don't know what it means. It just means like disagreement. It's like a gaslighting type onboarding. It's just, Onboard. it's, just a, it's just a term people are using. Well, I think it's an older term, not a younger term. Gotcha. Who do you think they take? Yeah, I mean, I think Balky's just going to swing for the fences and take the pass rusher from... Because what's the point, unless you're just bored and you want to fuck with people, if you end up taking the guy from Michigan, that if you take Trayvon Walker, you also get credit when you do something like that. I'm not saying that's why you do it, but if you go, this guy's not... I, I don't think Aiden Hutchinson is the Bosa brother or Miles Garrett, and I think this guy has a much higher ceiling, so let's take this guy. But also, deep down, I know... If I hit on this, I kind of become way more legendary. It's like, remember that time Balky took the dude with nine career sacks that everyone thought he was crazy and then became a pro bowler? Right. If he does that after doing Alden Smith, like because right now people feel like Balky just fell into this job and doesn't deserve it. Well, right? I mean, I, you could argue he did. Right? Well, no, he definitely fell into the <laughs> job, but I think he's viewed as you know a placeholder until the Jags figure it out, which could be never. But he can actually get more power in the Jags organization, right? Yeah, like let's say he nails this, and then Doug and, and Trevor start getting on the same page and start scoring points, and then in a couple of years they win nine games. All of a sudden, like, remember when Trent Baalke helped resurrect the Jags? And then he gets a contract extension? It, it's a legend. You it's, you become, yes, he could change his whole career, John, if he nails this pick right here. Would you bet on him getting an extension or fired in the next three years? Fired. See, but not I if might, he nails this pick. I might go extension just because what if the quarterback suite? It's true. He did it. It's ballsy, man. Trayvon Walker is the pick. Don't you think the move, though, in a bad draft? Love a guy at home with his parents, by the way. That's a good sign. Yeah, family guy. Good energy. Not that many people. Mom and dad, no girlfriend. He'll get one of those quick. Uh, mom's really happy. Looks like maybe sister, grandparents, agent's kid in the back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, th- here's the other thing. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off. Right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised crate free and wild caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer. When you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. Butcherbox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at GameTime. Here's what I need you to do. 
Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How could they do? You mean take a two-year starter from the best defense we've ever seen? <laughs> We're not. It's like, how about this guy that had these crazy measurements from Weber State? No, this guy's from the University of Georgia, where he's a multi-year starter. And he's 6'5", he, 270 pounds. Yeah, he's pretty sweet. All right? He's pretty physically gifted. Now, like to me, Alden at the time was like, you know, Missouri taking him over like J.J. Watt, who was Wisconsin, was a power much better at the time than I think they kind of slipped into a little bit after. They're kind of back now, but I, I, I don't think it's as crazy as... Now, it's happened a lot in basketball, right? Like taking Marvin Williams from North Carolina. But they, they took yeah. a guy, you know, that was 6'8 from North Carolina. It's not ultimately that nuts, is it? I guess... No, like, that one well, I that one too was a he projection. Didn't, he didn't start. That was a projection too, right? That was a major projection. He was not a starter in North Carolina, right? Look at this guy. Move around. I mean, what if Kirby Smart's telling you, like, listen, we had him do something specifically. He could do a bunch of other things. And then he starts going, we love the kid. His work ethic's fantastic. He'll do whatever you ask him to do. You put him in different schemes. He'll be able to do it. Football smart. Known him since he was in high school. He's a stud. Love his family. When you start hearing these things, you're like, well, shit. <laughs> and he's more physically gifted than uh, short-armed Aiden Hutchinson? Well, that's, Again, Aiden Hutchinson is really short arms. Don't you think, I heard, uh, what's your experience with this? 
do you think most teams, the default for most teams, I heard, because I heard you, um, we were talking about Daniel Jeremiah's podcast the other day, and he said this, that he thinks, you know, the default, especially this year, is just to try and hit a double, hit a double with this draft in the top, like in the top 10, which is ideally you get an all pro, right? Which is not a double. Um, So I do understand the logic of if everyone else is going to try and hit doubles, especially if you're a guy in bulky's position, let me try and hit a home run. That's what makes it a little easier. I think to take a risk. If you think your alternatives are doubles, not home run, you're not picking between three home runs. Now who knows? I mean, here we are talking about it tonight in five years, Aiden Hutchinson or whoever, Maybe Derek Stingley should have been the first pick for all we know. Time will tell. But does that make sense? Like, do you think most teams try to hit doubles in the top 10 or most teams swing for the fences? Uh, I think depends on the year and given the crop. I would argue if it just feels like there are a bunch of doubles. Well, as we know, there's about like what would the uh, baseball like it. Billy and those guys' mindset of like strike out or hit a home run, go big. Yeah, like you're you're better off taking a huge swing than trying to hit a double because you're not guaranteed to hit a double. That'd be my thing, right? There's there, no there's no there's guaranteed no double. high floor. No, there's no, there's no such thing. I, I I also think one thing the Jags have oh, had a pretty good. This is going a little quicker than I thought. Jeffrey Lurie is a huge proponent of till the last second to let let the Eagles logo be on there for the full ten minutes. That's Aiden Hutchinson. Do we know who's fa- is everybody family in that Aiden Hutchinson reaction shot? Or yeah, I'm going to be very careful because he's hard. You don't know the ages sometimes. The glamour, you know. You I thought, be I'm just asking. Something. Is everybody family? Was that his mom? 15, Might have been his mom, yeah, sister, mom. Good looking family. He's a good looking dude. He's kind of got a what would you say a little. He feels a little more Watt than a Bosa. I've heard him talk a couple times. Like I don't, I don't think the Bosas are huge talkers. Like they don't, they're not going to be like doing podcast circuits. Watts are a little more likely to like. Yeah, they got a, they got commercials with each other. Yeah, yeah. This guy, this guy feels more in the Watt clan than the the Bosas. Like, just leave us alone. Just let us fucking lift and eat and fuck and just leave us alone. You know the and Watts work, and do squats. Yeah, the Watt, the Watts. You know. This is a good comment from DC Films. Aiden Hutchinson's arms are so short he couldn't even hug everyone. It's a lot of people. Red flag. All right, so we got two pass rushers off the board. Houston Texans are on the clock now, by the way. Third defensive player ever to finish runner-up for the uh, Heisman Trophy. Do you think this is pretty telling why the guys make the most money? Like... If there's no quarterbacks, what there every other positions in the draft, right? You can get guards, centers, tackles, wide receivers, yet pass rushers. Like it's there's a reason those guys make a ton. You could argue like why are wide receivers making more than some of the pass rushers, right? Uh because Garrett Wilson, I would say Garrett Wilson is a better player in a vacuum than Aiden Hutchinson. You're saying the fact that these guys get drafted before receivers get drafted proves why they get they get paid so much. Well, like Garrett Wilson. Chris Olave, just in a vacuum, are equally to me as good as Aiden Hutchinson. They're all awesome players. But no one would take Garrett Wilson over Aiden Hutchinson. Like, if you gave all 32 teams just the number one pick and you gave them three choices, Olave, let's just, I'm just choosing Olave too. Garrett Wilson and Aiden Hutchinson. Don't you think Aiden Hutchinson gets picked every time? Yes. And I think this confirms it, right? And the history of the way guys get drafted, the best, the best pass rusher gets drafted before the best receiver, typically. And that's happened when the league was like run heavy, right? 
It's just like you just take the D lineman over the wide receiver. Now, some of it's supply demand, but all DJ's been talking about for like two months is that the draft might suck, but there are pass rushers everywhere. Yeah. They're just, they might be guys that should get dri- Like, as an example, I think we talked about this the other day. Kayvon Thibodeau in last year's draft. Now, maybe, you know, Daniel Jeremiah projected him to go nine or 10. We'll see. Um, but Kayvon Thibodeau in most drafts is still a top 12 pick just based on the where, the position that he plays, right? Underrated theme to his draft place, like wherever. I don't think it's inconceivable he goes three. I would doubt it. But like if he makes it past both New York teams, it is pretty nuts that all these other pass rushers, Trayvon Walker went above. Like that's just going to be a theme of his career. What if he does live up to like you got to steal Kayvon Thibodeau at pick nine or, you know, the guy who people, Seattle gets him at nine or something. Yeah. The guy who people thought coming into the year was going to be the number one pick, right? Honestly, wasn't he kind of talked about a potential top five pick when he was like a true freshman? And I think a potential number one overall pick when he was a true freshman. Because I felt like he kind of looked physically like he does now back then, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, he made an impact right away. So you could argue, I, I just. When you think Belichick guys, to me, Kayvon, whether the comments are fair or not to judge harshly, he doesn't feel like their type guy. So I would be... I, I Guy, these picks are... Th- these guys are not milking the clock. If I'm Roger, I, I put out a call like, you guys got to slow down. We got a we got a three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour television oh, special. What are they up to? What are they doing this for? I you got know, commercials just, to play. I think that's his mom. Uh, that's what somebody was sitting on his lap. Could have been mom. Would it, do you think it would, would it be a red flag or would it be a positive? It's like, yeah, I'm dating a 47 year old. Um, I think the league would view that as a red flag. What if you're just like, you know, look at her. We're just hitting it off. I'm not marrying her, but we yeah. are seriously dating and it's fun. And I think it would be a story. <laughs> the league would not. The league would know what to do with that. You know. I, I think a lot of people, would there'd be an unknown. It'd be hard yeah. to have like a strong take, right? If it was like Ashton Cook, Kutcher was in the draft. Like he's great with her kids. Responsible. Well, like let's say his mom, which I think that is, like she's pretty good looking. Let's just say that was his girlfriend. And you'd be like, what, you know, in the draft meeting, they'd be like, what's this? He's dating a 47-year-old? You'd be like, yeah, coach. It is a little weird. It's the first I've ever seen in my 15 years doing this, but she's stunning. And everyone in the program's like, she's actually really cool. She has her own takes money. Him out to, yeah, takes him out to dinner sometimes. The old lineman lover. You know, she's like <laughs> the coaches hit with the head coach. I mean, people, she just kind of vibes. Yeah, this is straight out of uh, Moneyball. Uh, but I, the, the guy, these are the conversations you have. Well, that's why I always love Bob McGinn, who always people always hated some of the stuff he talked about because like, bad, bad character doesn't mean has a police record, right? No, yeah. Texans, are they going icky? Oh, yeah. That's, isn't that your worst? No, nightmare? they went cornerback. So, two of the first three picks, they swung for the fences, right? Yep. Is it, is it, if I got Andrew Friedman, Billy Bean, and Farhan in here and gave them the scenario that you had, this is a top 20 of doubles. There are a couple guys involved in that group that you, it could be Angel Hernandez. You're headed to the bench, or you hit a John Carlos Stanton moonshot. What would they choose? John Carlos Stanton moonshot. So I, I actually think that's the way to do it. You get in there and you take a cut. 
Because what's Aiden Hutchinson? I've heard best case, and I, listen, this guy was a really solid player. I, I've heard him say maybe he, you know, part of it was injuries underachieved a little bit. You know, maybe he just achieved. Chris Long, who was the number two pick once upon a time, and who had, again, a good career, but I don't think anyone views Chris Long like some all-time Pro Bowl-level sweet player. So if you get, that's like Agent Hutchinson's, I've seen people write, that's his ceiling. So you go on that, or you go on Trayvon Walker, like, what's his ceiling? Uh, Alden Smith? Right. What's Derek Stingley's uh, uh, upside? Uh, Jalen Ramsey? <laughs> you know? You want to take sauce. Someone's told me they're like uh, Sauce Gardner. They're like, you know, solid player, was really good against Tulsa's and the Houston's. Not the quickest twitch guy, tall, just good kid, nothing, but he's not. He's really more of like the 13th pick in a draft than a third overall pick. One thing you say about Stingley is like the practice film, him, Jamar Chase, 2019, like he was shutting him down. Long time ago. Lots yeah. changed. Yeah. Well, a lot of guys regressed on defense was kind of the the discussion about LSU, right? The feeling that things just kind of fell apart. Liz Fr- and the other thing, I think he had a major foot injury. Liz Frank got smoked. I don't remember this, but it makes sense because I I remember watching the game, but I was having a few pops. Was the UCLA game? I guess Stingley was bad, and then he got, and then he just kind of season ended after that. He got surgery. Yeah, I mean they were all bad in that game, right? That was a stunning game, but as it turned out, they weren't very good. Sissy blue shirts. The sissy blue shirt game. Yeah, Liz Frank is. You never want to meet Liz Frank. I know that, especially when your game's predicated on speed, making plays. So does this create now another court? Does, does Sauce Gardner have to get picked here now by the Jets? What if it, what if you just look up and 49ers are on the clock? <laughs> so the Jets have 10. They just if, have if four. Up and, if I said 49ers are now on the clock and you didn't know anything else. Would you assume that's all they got was pick four? Uh, no, because I, in order for to do that deal, you would have to really be in love with somebody. And I'd be surprised if they were in love with somebody who wasn't. It's not like Kyle, Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase in this draft. Right. right. So it's like, what, what am I doing it for? Like, if they got four, I would think they trade back. Well, if, let's say if Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase was in this draft, would they already be off the board? Wouldn't the Texans probably have just taken one of them? Yeah. Yes. Would the, would the Lions have taken one of them? Uh, Might have. Might have. Remember but, Kyle Pitts last year? Everyone's like, this guy's going right to the Hall of Fame. Like, Jesus, is he? Like, Detroit also has 32. Maybe they justify we can get a receiver at 32 and take the pass rusher at two. We could not get another pass rusher at at 32. This is the Jets or the Giants right here? This is the Jets. This is the Jets, yeah. The Giants are next. Yeah, it's it's Jets, Giants, Carolina, Giants. (laughs) And then a couple more picks later, it's the Jets. Yes. Uh, here, I'll throw. I'll if you are going to suck as bad as those two teams suck, at least they got four picks in the top 10. I mean, Gettleman, you know, in the end, left them an opportunity. So Game here's what we've got coming up here. All right. Jets, Giants, Carolina, which to me, the second they don't take a quarterback, we can start talking about Garoppolo. Isn't it pretty crazy that seven and 10 got you the eighth pick in a draft? That feels seven and 10 feels more like 12 or 13. Does that when it, when you say seven and ten out loud? Does that feel like you're going to be picking eighth? That's pretty lucky. Yeah, it's like not the worst season ever, seven and ten, and you get the eighth pick. I mean, there were two three loss, two three win teams 
two, three, four win teams. Usually it feels like there's more five teams with five. Five seems like only one five win team this year, Carolina. How is this possible? Uh, so then Atlanta at eight, Seahawks at nine, Jets again at 10, football team at 11. Can't wait for Minnesota to draft for need at 12. Well, see, there's a good example. Eight and nine. That's, I mean, that's just a, probably a fumble or interception away from being nine and eight. It's not eight and nine is not that bad of a season, right? When I say eight and nine, I'd be like, hey, you're probably drafting 17th. They're drafting 12th. Well, the Niners had 12 two years ago, right? And they were six and 10. And it was a, it was a long year. <laughs> Doesn't six and 10 feel a lot worse than eight and nine? Yeah. I know. Extra games. I know. I get the extra game, but still. Jet, a lot of hugs in the Jets. Joe Douglas feels like a big hugger. Do you think he's a Sauce Gardner guy? Or do you think he, is there some big swing that he likes? Uh, I mean, they could go tackle. Well, Maybe say, they get icky. I would say bad sign if you're rooting for a major haul and a Debo trade would be if they take a receiver here, right? God, Debo, that feels high. I know, but, D, but if they did, Debo's that's probably in that. Yes, I and I think yeah, 100%, unless you're taking him for the Niners. <laughs> but I, I think there's a lot of... Micah, what's up, man? Thank you. I think there's a lot of... Uh, Micah Parsons? Micah Roswell. Micah, yeah, Micah Roswell. I think there... I think there's a lot of reasons for the Jets not to do the deal. Like, is Debo going to be in his prime when your quarterback is... Now, if you think Zach Wilson is ready to be really good this year, okay. But if it's going to take... Remember, it took year... It wasn't until year three that Josh Allen became a 60-plus percent passer. Is Debo two years from now worth giving up all this right now if you're still two years away from Zach Wilson being really good? I mean, if Debo's not good in two years... Anyone who has Debo on their team has a problem, right? Because he's going to be making a lot. You're of saying money. You, maybe his prime just lasts four more years. Yeah, five I, mean, more I think years. that's if you if the Niners. To me, if you think Debo doesn't have two years left, the Niners should trade him for ten and pick thirty oh, well, right yeah, now. Yeah, I agree. But I just it's a risk. I think they go. A lot of people think they're going corner here. I'm going to go tackle. Sauce is a pretty sweet name. Could be. Oh, they went Sauce Gardner, who people kind of thought they were going to take anyway at four. I wonder if they would have taken Stingley. Good this question. Is- I mean, they'd been mocked. Sauce been mocked to them for a while. I shouldn't. Paul, I mean, whatever. AG, that Seattle corner makes sense. Yep. For Robert, and you know who else would like him is the Eagles would like him, right? Don't you think Howie would like him? Where Joe Douglas comes from? You you who? were there. Who Sauce? Like tall, rangy corner. Yeah, see, I, Seattle would take him at nine. I so mean, I mean Seattle, like where Robert Sala likes him, and uh, where he came from, and where Joe Douglas came from, would like him. Is the point I'm making? Sauce doesn't know where he's going here. He's lost. <laughs> he's well. He's holding onto his chain. He's running and holding onto his chain. I, I think he hung a right when he should have hung a left, and now he's missing. Remember when Dion used to greet the guys and give him like a big kiss? Oh yeah, man. All right, so we've gone defensive end, defensive end, cornerback, cornerback so far in this draft. Which I would say is a little shocking that both the corners are off the board at four. This chain says sauce. This is an enormous walk these guys have to make from where they're sitting with mom and dad to where the dude has, hands him the hat. <laughs> a little tight. <laughs> Why is he wearing it like that? That's how we all wore hats in eighth grade. 
You know, sauce is closer to eighth grade than you probably realize. It made me think I was watching. I clicked on a, um, a Royals highlight the other day and Bobby Witt Jr. You know, Bobby Witt Jr. is like major cool prospect, cool guy. And it was uh, like a chopper to short and Witt comes in and bare hand throws the guy at first. And the, the guy calling the game called him Junior. He's like, Junior's got it. Throw to first. And I was like, oh, we're just, you just getting Junior? Just like that. I guess it's been a long time though, right? Since Ken Griffey. Well, was it was it the hometown announcers? Yeah, hometown announcer. Yeah, that makes. Why do you care? You know, if you're no, that no, guy. I, no, you know? I, I just Bobby Witt Junior. Long, long like season. Bobby Witt Senior's been out of the league for a while. Like Ken Griffey came in, Senior was still in the league. It's it's a bold move, but you know, baseball needs it. Did you see my rant that I posted about Dog and uh, Steve Phillips? I didn't. I I mean, I saw it, but I didn't hear it. No. Yeah, just I mean, he went he went apeshit apoplectic over. Kershaw and just the mindset of baseball yanking about the fans sitting out there in Minnesota in the 28 degrees. And Phillips is like, well, he's, you got to ease him in. And then he starts screaming about the ratings, how no one will watch and how it's pissing him off. Like you can tell he's really angry about the mindset of doing this, how it's impacting people that like, don't watch it. The mindset of doing what I don't follow. Just, he thought it was gutless, uh, pulling him out of the game and because oh, yeah. Kershaw That's- wanted to come out of the game. And yeah. then he starts talking how Michael Jordan played the Celtics with a broken foot and scored 63 and refused to not play, you know, <laughs> he just, and then Phillips says he sucked at baseball. And then they start screaming back and Phillips wasn't yelling. It was just doggy screaming at him. Uh, all right. The, uh, the giants are on the clock. I mean, they're going to, they got to go tackle here, right? Just try to yeah. maintain, make sure they're one of the most boring teams in the league this year. Well, it's a pretty easy move for them. They go tackle and then take a wide receiver at nine, which I would imagine they do. Or seven, you just go seven. Or you go two defenses. You, they you have go, seven. You go tackle, then you go seven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because they're going to take a tackle. Carolina's going to, they, the Giants could still get the best receiver, their number one receiver, because Carolina probably takes an offensive lineman too. Carolina's definitely not taking a wide receiver. So you, yeah, you actually feel pretty good. You take the best tackle. And you get the best tackle, you think, and then you get the best receiver. Or you could take just a sweet defensive lineman. Take a yeah, receiver take, a, take a pass rusher. People like that Florida State guy. What about Kayvon? Could take Kayvon. Could you take Kayvon right here? Uh, Yeah, but if you, as long as you're not oh, taking yeah, an yeah, offensive he, lineman at seven. Yeah, you're right. So why wouldn't you just take your top offensive lineman here? Panthers aren't going to take Kayvon. They'll take an lineman. Then you just take Kayvon at seven. If you want Kayvon, you can just get him at seven. Right. Yes. Which feels at this point like Does he feel like a New York Giant? That'd be like kind of a culture shock to him. Feels like a Seahawk to me, honestly. (laughs) I I feel like he'd be good with Pete. I heard DJ or someone say that maybe it was someone in the know that was like they think that the Seahawks are as low as Thibodeau can fall. That he wouldn't go past him. Oh well DJ has put him in. Yeah, DJ has said that spot a few times. Jermaine Johnson's the Florida State guy. Gardner. Thank you, sir. Love the show and pod. Let's go, Giants. Minshew? <laughs> I would take Kayvon. I think Kayvon, I'll tell you this about Kayvon, having watched his whole career as the Jew. I think the I think the I think the things that Oregon would say off the record are probably different than the things that people say on the record. Um, but I also think I think he's gonna be a pretty solid player. Like I think Kayvon Thibodeau. He's getting his fifth-year option picked up. That's what I would say about Kayvon. Does that mean he's a 
he's a pro bowler or an all pro, not necessarily. I think Kayvon's getting his fifth year. That's how I would call what I would say about I, Kayvon. I, like, I, I, I think the, I think the things, the concerns about him are legit, but I think he's a guy that's getting this. He's on your team for five years. What's what's so funny? The Giants draft room at you were talking, but is yeah. so stiff. Everyone is just so tight in there. I mean, that what a miserable place to be. Now I get it, they've sucked, but it just felt like God, it felt like the Patriots, but at least with the Patriots, some of those guys, everyone has rinks. I mean, the Giants. <laughs> I'm with you. I, I I would be stunned if he doesn't get it. Because the one thing for him, if you want to be a billionaire, you got to get that second contract. So he's going to have a lot. And uh, Oh, right. One of the best things for him that he has going for him, immediate chip on his shoulder. Several guys get – think especially if he goes nine, somewhere between like nine to 12, think how many guys are getting drafted over. Like, Kayvon, you you thought you were the number one overall pick. Then you end up going 11th. Like, isn't that a, the best thing? That could, that's like kind of like an NBA type thing. I think Seattle's a better market for him than New York too, but he could yeah, end up with a New York team. Um, one, one problem for him with the Giants is, you know, Dayball is going to be Belichickian. Wasn't Mario kind of like that though? Yeah, I think it's probably a little harder in college, though, right? You don't want... Because I think one thing that happens in college... I'll finish this thought in a second after the pick. Who is this? Make a wish. Whoa! See? They took Kayvon. The Giants take Kayvon. To finish that thought, I think in college, you have to be really cognizant of how you treat your biggest recruits publicly. You have to send the message to the next crop of five stars that, like, this is a place where they can come be themselves. And I think you got to be very careful about that. And I think coaches are very careful about that. Especially with a guy like Kayvon, who was one of Oregon's best players, right? Well, I mean, guy, he was turning down Oklahoma, Alabama, Georgia, right? I mean, he was – it was the re- biggest recruit Oregon's ever had? Uh, I think he might have been, actually, like, by 24-7, <laughs> by rankings. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't it hard to get higher than the number one overall recruit in the class? <laughs> yeah, they, you know, they have, like, points. So it'll be like, you're .987, you know, so oh, that's, I think, oh, how gosh. they how they do that. But um, Well, you know how we thought they I mean, Joe Burrow, same sunglasses. Are we sure that they don't just go cave on and a wide receiver then instead of an offensive lineman? Or maybe they don't think the difference in the offensive lineman is that big, right? I mean, if you're going to take an O-lineman one pick later and you knew Carolina wasn't going to take Kayvon, how do you know you that, take, though? Well, I, yeah, you don't know. You don't know. You're right. But I, my point being, like, now I think New York is not taking an offense. I think they're doing what you're talking about. Taking a receiver, trade Kadarius Tony to the CFL or something. How quickly they hate that guy. Pretty amazing. Uh, and... Uh, they didn't draft him. They didn't draft him. No, not these people, but this team did. Didn't you tell me like the three week, like a week after he got there, that they hated him there? Or your thing was they love Elijah Moore in New York, right? The Jets. They, lo- I think it's more they love Elijah Moore. Make a wish guy and Kayvon just went nuts. <laughs> Imagine being the, like make a wish guy. You get to this. It's one thing to make a wish. They give you make a wish and your and your team is picking twenty six. You're picking fifth, like when everybody's locked in. I'm not. I'm not trying to get in hot water. The Make a Wish Foundation, incredible. That's a pretty. If you had the wish, yeah. to do the NFL draft and you get to call a top five pick in Vegas, that's a pretty sweet wish. 
Yeah, why would they? That's not negative. That's all positive. That's a good. No, I know. I know. I just, I, I just, you know. I luckily I caught myself when I just looked up. wasn't quite sure what was going on. Yeah, I tried. I took the ear. I had seen a story online the other day. I was like, maybe this is that. But um, it's it's that that would have been my wish when I was younger. Absolutely, I think Kayvon also benefited. We'll see. I, I think what happens at seven with the Giants will kind of tell us. Like if they take an offensive lineman at seven, then I think we could say that Kayvon really benefited from an offensive lineman not going higher. If they don't take an offensive lineman, then it didn't really. I also think that you could just go. What if the Panthers just try to be dominant on defense? Yeah. Or what if someone just like, what if Seattle just went from nine to six to get him? Like Seattle tends to hate like mostly everybody in the draft. They like him. They jump up to Carolina's spot. Carolina's trying to move back anyway. You know, maybe they thought that was going to happen. I bet Seattle takes the Florida State kid. I mean, it feels like they're going to take a pass Jermaine rusher. J- Jermaine Johnson. Seattle could really do anything, although there's not. Could they take Kyle Hamilton? Well, you don't think Pete's he fits in, the profile? No, Pete's in charge. The physical I mean, they profile? Took, they took Earl Thomas once upon a time at 10 or 12, and it worked out okay. Thibodeau to the Giants. Anyone think that's a surprise? Yeah, I'm a little surprised by that. But I, I, but we can no longer say that he fell in the draft. Like, you go five overall. Like that's right. Uh, I mean, what you just said makes a lot of sense. But he was viewed as like the number one pass rusher, and he ended up being the third pass rusher. Yeah, I would say to a guy that had a better season in Hutchinson and who's a dominant player yeah. at Michigan, and then just a guy with just from the University of Georgia, and then two corners. So I, yeah, maybe I, he felt based on the season, not necessarily postseason draft stuff. Yeah, maybe if he hadn't gotten hurt and had a fifteen sack season, does he go one overall? Yeah, I think you. I guess what after well, to me it's hard. What I would say he didn't fall, fall based on time. interviews. He he didn't fall based on interviews. He fell, quote unquote, fell based on we thought maybe he was the best player, and teams don't think he's the best. Player. I, I guess my overall point in the history of drafts, if you go five overall, like that's a pretty big deal, right? <laughs> like that's that's a high pick in an yeah, NFL you, draft. Seventh round. You're saying you're not allowed to be chip on the shoulder guy uh, if you got drafted well, fifth? You, well, he is allowed to say he's better <laughs> than those two guys. Honestly, I would get that make-a-wish kid in the locker room for a pregame hype speech. That, I just saw the replay of it. Sorry. I agree, especially if he, to me, I wonder his make-a-wish. Like, is he probably a big Giants fan? You, you yeah, yeah, he's, he's a Giants fan. Yeah, yeah. so I, I would bring him to a practice or something. That's pretty cool. If I'm Kayvon, I'd probably do something with that guy charity-wise. Like, it's a pretty easy one for him, too. I, I guess I just don't think, like, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't view him as falling. I, I would have viewed him as falling at 11 or 12. Like that's pretty cool. Five's pretty high still. What? Uh, yeah, I, I agree with your basic sentiment. I, I agree with that. I do think his stock, I think he got passed over the course of the season, though, by two guys who we did not think were going to get drafted ahead of him when the season started. I agree there. But the conversation about falling, to your point, has been about his personality, red flags, off the field, that kind of stuff. Which clearly, if you go five, you're you're still so good that that stuff either doesn't matter or that was false, right? Yeah, yeah. And especially to the team that drafted him, which is, you know, can be a little stiff, even though it's weird. Like, they're stiff internally, yet the greatest player ever was a crackhead. Uh, I mean, they had another star player blow his hand off. I mean, they, they, they remember their kicker beat his wife, and then the owner's like, you know, he, he makes some field goals. We're not going to cut him yet. Like, you know, Mara, again, stiff guy, team-wise, a little liberal that way. The other thing I was thinking is that uh, 
I'm with you when the season started. But then Hutchinson had a, I mean, guy, he was in the mix for the Heisman, like had one of the best seasons of the year on a team that resurrected a power. He was dominant. The Walker, I honestly had never really heard of him until the draft season. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Panthers are on the clock. Panthers pick is in as we're watching this. And, um, you know, you got to keep the dream alive, John, that they don't draft a quarterback here. I saw Daniel Jeremiah's prediction was that the first quarterback is at 20 to the, to the Steelers. So it would be good news for the Giants not to take a quarterback here. What if, uh, no, what if no quarterbacks go? Do you think that's a possibility? I think it's a possibility. I'd be surprised. I, I'd I, be surprised too, but I would – you just put yourself in every internal meeting or you know draft room. I think you could talk yourself like, are we sure? Like, Do we want to do this? We've seen so many guys that have been overdrafted fail. At least when you draft a guy in the second or third round, the pressure is not even close to the same. So I agree, but my question would be like, let's use Pittsburgh as an example. Are they going to be bad enough this year if they don't draft a quarterback that they'll be in the top, you know, seven next year? No. Who's their quarterback? Trubisky. Uh, I mean, Atlanta, we just talked about it, had a not horrendous year in picking eight. I, but my point ultimately, yeah, you're right. That would be my answer too, is that what? how is Pittsburgh going to get their next guy? You, the movement every year, Matt Ryan's become available. You just never know. Things change. Could you, you get Jimmy, actually. I mean, how? Yeah, I mean, you just, things happen. Yeah. I think we've just seen, my mindset, if I didn't feel great, would just be like, guys, things happen. Like We have some evidence the last couple of years of just things happen. Most front offices don't like to take the uh, let's just sit back and let the next quarterback find us. You know, the universe, let the universe deliver our quarterback. Ballard did it. Well, after he did it the other way, though, I I was watching McAfee had on Matt Ryan and he was like, you know, it's all cool now, Matt. But there was like a three week period where people were freaking the hell out around here. Jimmy Garoppolo. Icky, Icky Aquanu, offensive tackle, NC State. That is the Panthers pick. See, I think there are some picks, and I would say this, and I don't know if people in the chat or people listening or if you agree with this, but having looked at several mock drafts over the last few weeks, there's a few picks that have been that have felt to me like, like it's stuff that people just general consensus. Now, maybe people are just looking at each other's mock drafts, whatever. But I'd say Carolina taking a tackle at six was one. The Jets taking Sauce Gardner was one. Um Atlanta taking a receiver and the Jets at 10 taking a receiver are two that are pretty consistently popping up the same. Um, uh, uh, you, said Devin Atlanta, Lloyd, you said Atlanta taking a wide receiver? Yeah, Atlanta taking a receiver and it being Drake London, maybe. Or the Jets taking Drake London. Like Both those teams, a lot of that. Uh, I'm going through my draft board here. Um, Philly taking maybe one of the corners. Uh and Pittsburgh with the quarterback, uh, Kenny Pickett. New England taking Devin Lloyd is one I see constantly. One thing I do, one thing I do wonder, is a lot of these younger general managers. A lot of them came up. I mean, they were scouts or college directors or whatever. But I do think they are more in tune with the economic element of the draft of like supply demand historical. Yeah. Why would you take like let's say you love Garrett? Let's say you're the Falcons. You're like Garrett Wilson. 
Well, all the sweet wide receivers that are up for contracts are taking the second or third round, and this is a draft that's loaded in wide receivers. Our team stinks. Why wouldn't we take the sweet pass rusher from Florida State, right? Or do like take a position. Like one thing I'd think about, Kyle, if you tell me the Debo Samuels traded for 10 and 38, who do they take at 10? I'd be like, I bet they go defensive lineman. And then they, they trade back up for a wide receiver. I'd be a little surprised if they go wide receiver right there. Because I one thing I do think about Kyle is like he gets it. I've been around Howie. Howie, they really value and in, in this, I think it's a philosophical thing started with Andy, who Howie learned is lines. Wouldn't you just pick a lineman? Like I my my argument with corners, and I like having a sweet corner, but I also think it's so like the one area where you can physically dominate, and you've seen the Rams do this, you've seen the Niners do this, like Ultimately, Jalen Ramsey still kind of gets smoked sometimes. And he's probably the best corner, but they yeah. win because their defensive line and the Niners took made a huge run because their defensive line. Like, shouldn't well, you we, just lean defensive line if there are sweet defense? I, I get it if it's like well, I Wilson think, and Haberman and Middlecoff on the board. I, I <laughs> like if I'm the uh, Giants, wouldn't you just take an offensive lineman right here? Take a wide receiver in the second round. You know, uh, you're gonna get rid of your quarterback yeah, I mean, anyway. I mean, I agree. Except what happens sometimes is you love a guy, and then that guy's there, and you love him, right? But it's like we all. Watch I would agree Garrett, with Garrett Wilson and Alave. I think we all agree they're really, really good players. But it's like we we see every single year that like they're probably gonna be good in the NFL. But if I could, if if you can get, let's say Ev, Evan Neal or whoever the offensive lineman that you really love, like what if that guy's your Tristan Wirfs? Then all of a sudden you get a pass rusher, and a sweet offensive lineman. Now you're cooking with gas. Now you're like, you have two building blocks for your franchise. Well, I think we can say unequivocally that the 49ers, if we got their, like, uh, you know, there's 10 commandments in stone about how we build the franchise, that they have shown time and time and time and time again that line is a primary part of how they believe they build a franchise. Like, right? do you think it'd be think out about, of the realm possibility if they got 10, they took Jordan Davis? No, I don't. Well, think about John Lynch. Who he mentioned this on the Dimitrov pot, like the teams he played on, right? Simeon Rice, Warren Sapp. Exactly. And I think it's it's a fundamental part of his of his belief and him and Kyle. It's a fundamental part of what and we watch it. We watch him do it. Like it's it's what they do with their team. They he literally of, watched it every snap, right? Right in front of him. Yeah. Those, those guys. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, and and it served and the other part of it is it served him well. Now you could also argue they've also done a really good job of that they should lean offensive line. They should they should lean elite offensive linemen over elite defensive linemen because one thing the 49ers have shown is that they can develop defensive linemen. They've not shown a very good track record of developing offensive linemen. Who's that? The 49ers. Not really, no. Like if I said you've got pick 10 and and uh 36, one of them, one of them's gonna be D-line, one of them's gonna be O-line. It doesn't make sense, like from a value standpoint, to take a guard at 10, right? No. But I'd also say you are more likely to get the less talented defensive lineman to perform than you are to get the less talented offensive lineman to perform based on your recent track record. Yes. Now maybe Aaron Banks was just a bad fit for them, right? Which many people thought a little heavy footed in a, in a line, not, not a zone. Move. Right. Yeah. Here we go. Giants are picking number seven. Rod's getting some sun. Evan Neal tackle. Now, You'd have to imagine that they had Evan Neal rated above Ike Aquanu, right? Because if yes. they didn't, it would have made no sense. Or if they thought they, they were close. Or they thought that 
maybe they just want what if they went psychologically like we think Thibodeau is our favorite player in this group yeah and we know taking him at five we just get him in here first like you were our guy and I, I do think that type of stuff might matter with a kid like oh you that, mean make right? make him like that's interesting don't you think he would like you more like if you had fix five and seven like yeah. it would impact him the lineman won't even notice I had I did the Colorado Spring football game the other day, and I was talking to the Colorado defensive coordinator, a guy named Chris Wilson. He's from Texas, and you know, John, you worked in in college and in the NFL. Coaches are just have great, great coaches say great things. And I was like, "Get any leaders on the D line?" You know the kind of questions you ask during a spring game. And he's like, "Well, he's like, you know what I say about defensive linemen? You just put them out to pasture and you let them graze. They're not going to be bothered by much. You just let them eat their grass and." You know, in other words, like, nah, we don't really have any rah-rah guys in our D-line room, but that's cool. Like, they're just going to take care of business. And yeah, um, We have good-looking dudes on the D-line. Oh, Colorado? Yeah. Um, They actually have a couple bodies, yeah. Kid from, UC, kid from Davis High start for them in offensive lineman? The tall kid? Uh, Who's that? Do they have a kid from Davis High as a starting left tackle? I don't think so. University of Colorado, not a uh, Davis I High. I thought they had a guy that went from who's the guy that went from Davis. I think he might be on their team, but I don't think he's starting for them. Offensive lineman. Tack. Yeah, I know. I know who you're talking about. I he's want like to say six, like he's like six nine. I want to say like Lichtenstein, but it's not. That's not him. Yeah, he would have been like second. Oh or yeah, it year. is Lichtenstein. That is him. He's still he's there. Yeah. Okay. Start, start, starter. Um, that I don't know. I don't think it's settled yet. Did they, they play a game though. or do they just like kind of practice? Hey, no, they kind of did a little scrimmage. Is anyone playing games? Yeah, Oregon played a game. Washington State played a game. What was USC doing? USC played a game. Offense versus defense. Defense got a 21-0 start. Lost. They didn't they didn't do a thing where like split up teams, just like O versus D. Uh is this a real tweet? Let's look before we uh talk about it here. Did she say it? Or, oh, she did uh, tweet it. She just kind of going solo. She's a solo act on Twitter. Justina knows some people. I'll give her that. I don't see this. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Is there a Debo tweet? Is there a Debo she, tweet? Well, Not she might. Trade. She might be on like Stadium or something. You know. Well, but this Dan just said Josina tweet. Oh well, people just make shit up on chats. You just never know. Josina said, "Here, here's a tweet from an hour ago." Uh, leak sources to me with their opinion on how things would be handled if Debo remained a Niner. I think it'd be fine. Kyle and John manage personalities better than most, so they'd, they'd cool that out. Debo loves football too much to sit out, so this Dan did nail it. In the scenario below, this is Josina's next tweet, one reason for Debo not to sit out is that if he doesn't return to uh, report to training camp on time, he won't get a year of service for free agency given the change in the 2020 CBA. As a player with three years of service, he'd be a restricted free agent. So thank you, Dan, for that. Good work, Dan. Knowledge. Good looking out. Uh, you know, th- this is right now, if you're Debo and you want to get traded. The clock's and, ticking. <laughs> and the clock is ticking. You have to go scorched earth. I am not showing up. I'm going to sit out. I'm going to skip the year. I don't care. I'm not showing up. Like, that's what you have to try and make them believe. And given the rules, it's really hard to make somebody believe that you're willing to do that, right? Especially when you know if you're the Niners that in two months, you're going to offer them a big contract or whatever. I don't know what. I, I went to uh, the store at about 2.30 this afternoon just to get some food for the next couple of days. I realized, like, you know, once here, need some food. And uh, 
Peter King was on with Chris Russo. I text you this, but the details of what he said, because Dog opens up with like, Debo Samuel, does it get traded, Peter? And Peter drops up, well, I, I talked to a guy with the Niners earlier this week. Well, Peter King once upon a time sat in the Niners draft room. Hence that he knows Kyle and John pretty well, right? Uh, he knows John very well, and he convinced Kyle to let him do it. So it could be one of those two guys. And the guy specifically said, in the, they're like, in the history of teen sports, a lot of guys have asked for trades over the years, right? In our lifetimes, just forever. And he's like, they asked Peter, what percentage of those guys actually got traded? Peter's like, I don't know. And the guy, and then the guy's response was like, probably about 20. So just his point was, just because you asked for a trade, that's not a new thing. The overwhelming history of this, that guy doesn't get traded. Like we we forget about it because we live so much in the moment and rightfully so, but he's not the first and he won't be the last. And he definitely won't be the last guy to not get traded on a trade request, right? Right. Now he's good enough. He actually was great enough last year to make it a huge story. But wow, they did take him. Drake that's, London. That's to the, uh, to the Falcons. I think that's insane. It is big, man. Would you put him with Kyle Pitts? I I know people that think he is like people that don't understand how good this guy is going to be. And obviously there's also other people who are like, how do we really judge the year that he had? Um, I think, I mean, you scouted guys. Not fast, didn't run. Didn't run. Contested catch guys are like, are you going to make those same catches when they're contested by NFL corners, right? Well, I'll give you another Pac-12 guy who was slow and didn't run, who's had an unreal career, would be Keenan Allen. The difference, though, is Keenan Keenan thrives. He's like basically a slot receiver, right? Like Keenan does a lot of his work. You know, he's a unique player. Like you don't think of Keenan like Wes Welker, but when you do kind of close your eyes and you when you watch the Chargers, where's he doing a lot of his work? Between the numbers, working in the middle of the field. Now he can... Does, does Drake London feel like that to you? Like Drake London does feel like he's got to play outside. Right. Why? I mean, I, I think we talked about the Marcus Colston comparison a few weeks ago for him. I, I, I'm just being I, I liked him when I watched him. I've just had some people that were, I would say, down on him in the sense of a tie. Yeah. Like, what's his elite trait? And well, you would say his his most elite trait is just. You know, what round is Mark? Isn't Marcus Colson like a seventh round? Pick? Oh yeah, went much later. <laughs> but he turned Keenan into Allen was a Keenan Allen was a third Keenan. round pick. But I know yeah, part of Keenan, it is like ACL. Keenan, Keenan had an injury. I would say this is the highest. Cal really produced some under drafted stars. <laughs> this is the highest between him and DJX. A slow guy has gone since Crabtree. And, and Crabtree Rose, had Crabtree was one of and check the stats the all time greatest college receivers in the history of the game. He was a two-time consensus all first-team All-American. Like he's a first ballot. Won the Blitnikoff twice. Wouldn't you say Crabtree's a first ballot Hall of Fame? Oh, college football. He won the Blitnikoff Award twice, John. How many people have done that? Is now, here's the Adams thing: Adams a first ballot College Football Hall of Famer. I think he should be actually, because his numbers are very similar to Crabtree's when you look. And they didn't throw the ball much more. Um, here's the thing: I mean, Drake London was on a bad USC team last year, right? Terrible. And only played in eight games and led the Pac-12 in receiving by like 300 yards receiving. How many other – I'm not trying to be down on the crop, but were there a lot of other pro receivers? Like, no, but Washington State just had an air raid offense there. They threw the ball around. 
right? I mean, UCLA threw for some yards. Um, Oregon couldn't throw. Arizona State couldn't really throw. Utah Arizona's terrible. Utah didn't really throw. Till the right. till the, the the other quarterback came in, opened it up a little, did he? Was that Cam yeah? Ray? But uh, Cam Rising, yeah, I like that Jake guy. Yeah, I like him too. But he was like eighth in 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 passing yards per game in the league, so it's not wasn't really their thing. It's sure. fair point. Yeah, I'm just saying he was by far and away, and I think he's an A plus guy. Like people really like him. Larry Fitzgerald comp. W- one thing that makes sense, right? Arthur Smith. Came from Tennessee where, you know, A.J., I would put, you know, ultimately, if you're Arthur Smith, you have to see some A.J. Brown in this guy, right? Physically big, just can physically dominate. But again, this is where this is where I, you know. Yeah, I don't know if I see A.J. Brown. Well, But I'm saying that he's used to – he used a big wide receiver when he thrived as an offensive coordinator, and I bet the owner's like, gotcha. we love big receivers here. I mean, we had Julio, who ran a 4-4-1 with a broken foot. But again, A.J. Brown went into the second round. Julio's was basically Kayvon Thibodeau of wide receivers. He was the number one wide re- number one recruit. This guy, I'm not trying to be down on Drake Linden. I want to like Drake Linden. I, 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 no, I think it's. I don't think you're out of. I would imagine if you just went around. Do you think a lot of teams had Garrett, Drake Linden over Garrett Wilson on their wide receiver board? Like I watched enough of Garrett Wilson. I thought Garrett Wilson was a superstar. Uh, I do not think that more that more team that I don't. I think there's my guess is there's probably a handful of teams that had Drake London. Atlanta being one. Um, do you think the know. Calvin Ridley? person situation spooked them a little bit like they were going to take a wide receiver with the elite character i mean oh, really kind of threw their whole thing that's off. interesting how do you feel about draft King, kings drake what drake drake london how do you feel about draft kings um yeah uh, mike evans was a lot faster is I, I think that's that's probably not a comp yeah mike evans is was twitchy um. By the way, here's a take for you. What pick is there? So right now we've gone. We've Who's got up? Eight, eight guys have been picked. Seattle yeah. is on the. This is a Russell Wilson trade pick here, number nine. Is there a, a pick through the rest of the draft that you would love? I'll tell you mine. The Chargers getting Jamison Williams at seventeen would be mine. I think that'd be awesome. I don't want that because then I think they'd be. I, I'm not rooting against Herbert. I want to see him thrive, but I can't see that team like win 14 games and Brandon Staley get coach of the year. I, I'm just. I have a very strong oh, I position. Gotcha. Because <laughs> you think it would work. You hate it because you think it would work. I think it might work. No, they don't even need him. Like they're, they're going to be freaking. It's going to hard to screw that thing up. But I'm with you. That'd be sweet. well. Someone could get hurt. Like it's happened before for them. Keenan and Mike Williams. Like do, just do you get think, another receiver. Do you think Jameson Williams would make it past Howie at 15 though? Probably not. Who else? I mean, if you're the Jets, do you take them at 10? Yeah, I mean, Washington at 11, Minnesota at 12, Houston at 13. If I was Washington, I would, go, I would go with one of the – It's listen, I've seen the numbers. I know you did. I did. We've all seen a, enough of Ohio State over the last couple of years. Those two kids fucking were sweet. You could not watch Ohio State game and not one of those guys be like – is this real? Like, how are these guys this good? And to me, that's what's crazy. Like, I, I I'm not anti Drake London. I, I like big physical wide receivers, but I, 
I, I couldn't have taken him over one of those other two guys. Now, I get it if you like a big body guy, Alave Small, but I can't. Like, is, does Garrett Wilson have the Justin Jefferson of this draft written all over? Like, if you just watch Ohio State, he kicked everybody's ass. Yeah. Pro, and, pro, and pro ready. Just Both ready those guys. to dominate. Who do you not want Seattle to take from a Niners perspective? Uh, like, because if I mean, anytime you have time, you floor at the floor state, the past, I mean, take a take an O lineman. I think you kind of got to, right? Just think about their division. Think of all the pass right now. Chandler Jones is out of the division, but you got Nick Bosa. You got the Niners always have a really good defensive line. The Rams clearly emphasize defensive line. Do you have to kind of take an alignment if you're Seattle? Seattle, not a big dress code draft room. I mean, is that is that the most casual draft room of the, in the league? Pretty casual. <laughs> Like the Niners, we know will be. I mean, they're not. Who knows if they're wearing suits today? But. Well, guy, have you seen a draft room that didn't have suits on? Which I, I think is a little overrated. But I mean, you get guys wearing vests. <laughs> like how I about the War- Warriors Nuggets the other night, uh, Wednesday night? You know, Iguodala wearing a suit, but no one else. Coaches don't wear suits anymore, so Iguodala is just the only one. Chris Angel, I saw. Is Chris Angel performing Friday night at the draft? Pick is in. The Seahawks select Carlos Cross, offensive tackle, Mississippi State, 6'5", 305. I get it. I mean, it's not sexy when you – like, that's the that's a pick you got for Russell Wilson. But I get it, man, just given their division. I think you, one thing – this this guy's really physically gifted, which you could argue this isn't totally fair, but the last sweet offensive lineman Mike Leach produced was – Kind of like Dillard. this, a freak athlete, and like, and he's just not very good. So I think that scares some people with the air raid. Yeah, but Mike how, specifically, but, I don't. But know I would say can, this guy, this is not like a Mike Leach recruit, right? How long Mike Leach has been at Mississippi State for? Yeah, two years. He didn't recruit this guy. And this guy, who's he blocking? Like every week in tape, he's blocking LSU, Auburn, Alabama. Right now, he's a redshirt sophomore. He would have been there before. How, how many years has Mike been there? Two. Two, but so did this guy. Oh, well, I guess he's a redshirt sophomore, maybe because the COVID year was a free year. So you're saying he might have actually been there four? No, no, I'm saying he might have been there three. I'm just saying, did he play? Did he play three years? Yeah, so 19 true freshmen barely played, only played in three games. So he only, my point being, he only played for Mike Leach. Then he started 10 games as a red redshirt freshman in, in 2020. And then he started all 12 games at left tackle in 2021. So he did not really – I mean, he kind of played. He got coached by who, – who was Mississippi State's coach? Honestly, don't even remember. Do you? Who did they fire from Mike Leach? Who did they fire? Uh, from Dan Mullen, the dude that went to Oregon, right? The offensive coordinator. The he- no, he's not. He wasn't the head coach. Kenny Dillingham is the offensive. No, coordinator. No, 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 no. Mario's offensive. Oh, coordinator. Joe Moorhead. Yeah. Say this Joe about Moorhead. say this about this Charles Cross. SEC, six four, basically six five, three hundred ten pounds, thirty four and a half inch arms, ran a four nine. I mean, this guy, just the the body types in the SEC are just. <laughs> there's two years of tape of him at least lined up against Will Anderson. Like you have seen reps of him versus Will Anderson. Yeah. Who, 
who is better. If you could combine Hutchinson and Trayvon Walker, he, they would not equal Will Anderson. So it's like, it's a little different than Andre Dillard, but I, I, I did hear, I do. I just know that freaks him out. Well, this, we got five minutes left. Yeah. I mean, this is, Rap sheet. All right, we just got to stare at the screen and make sure the Jets stay on the clock. But he basically said, what he just said was that trade did not materialize tonight, right? As if to say it's not happening tonight. Do you think there's any way that the Niners can do it tomorrow for 35-38 and next year's one or something? Yes. So it's it wouldn't but be totally why dead. Why would you wait just to if the Jets... Because like the Jets might draft a receiver here. Now, do they draft a receiver for you? Can you? I don't think that's in the NFL. No. Um, I mean, here's the other thing. Could they trade them later? Could New England give you 20? Could something happen with another team? Like we're just so fixated on the Jets. It could. But the problem is they just have a lot to give you. I think that's why. It made sense. The connection. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Get them out to a different conference. Pick is in. They taking a receiver? I don't think you have to. Um, Charles Davis just said they could go O line. Yeah. I would just keep going O line. Take receivers at 35 38 or draft Debo Samuel with those two picks. Could they go D line? I think you could take the Florida State pass rush right here. Just go big heavies. Why, Why not Jordan? Too high for Jordan Davis? Or Jordan? I'd say Jordan Davis is going to be the steal of someone's draft because he's not going to go. He's going to go where he should go, right? Yeah. Which is like, like would you like Houston at thirteen? Would you just take him? If he's there, he may not be there. Would Minnesota take him? Probably not. Well, Minnesota's going to take a corner, and those corners are gone. So, yeah. I Well, Minnesota, is it is that too too rich for um, Trent McDuffie at 12? No. You're right. feels like corner for Minnesota. Honestly, the Jets could go McDuffie right here. I can hear Rob in the background. <laughs> oh, you're right. They, are, they took. Kara Wilson. One. All right. So, I mean, that's a big deal. The, the the 49ers did not just make the 10th pick in the NFL draft. Would you say the Jets are 100% off the table, or could they go Garrett Wilson, Debo Samuel, and Elijah Moore? <sighs> um, you're saying because they drafted a receiver? I would say it's unlikely, given that they drafted a receiver last year that they really like. So unless they're trading that receiver to the 49ers, which why would they do that? They already have him, and they know he's good, Elijah Moore. Right, you wouldn't trade. You got to spend money on somebody. You saying the guys got to spend money on somebody? Well, all these guys are rookies, right? And second year players, they're in a contract forever on cheap numbers. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to talk. You're saying give, give, give Zach Wilson three, like two established receivers, one a superstar receiver, and then Garrett Wilson's your number three guy, and you don't have to ask that much of him. You already got a running back. You got the. The 187 guy that I didn't know about until this year, Cincinnati started making plays. They signed him. You're just fucking ready to roll. And now it's like Zach Wilson. You better figure it out, buddy. 
Akasha says part of what Rap Sheet said was the Niners said no to pick 10 and a late round swap. Yeah, I just I don't view the Jets as as a team that had to do it. Like they I think there's good reason not to do the trade if you're the Jets. They just they were not a player away. So I I would say that the And their quarterback is not about Yeah, I think he's a couple of years away. But not in a million years would we have talked about a Debo trade unless he had brought it up. And then the other teams that were interested, you just had to start making the 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 pick slots. But this it it shouldn't have been a conversation ever. Not in a million years if Debo had never brought this up would we have ever mentioned it. Now thank God it did because what the hell would we have talked about the last three weeks? But (laughs) those videos. Thank you everybody for watching. The reason we have to keep talking about it is because the only way you can trade him is for a king's ransom. Otherwise, you can't trade him now. Is he going to go like, I, I guess he still has tomorrow to go scorched earth. But the thing that matters to people, it fans, that does not matter at all to Kyle and John is social media posts. The, the social media posts just do not matter. Especially like, now if he did some crazy rant about how he hates the nine or something, that might, but he's not going to do that. Jet York. And, yeah. yeah. But if he, if he just does like, I, I think... I've tried to listen to some of his Instagram story rap songs. It's like there's some meeting, I think, in the lyrics and stuff. Like, Debo, that you're not gonna do it. If you want out, you can't just do this. Cause like, oh my God, he was quoting 21 Savage, this one lyric. It's like, yeah, Kyle ain't that no, they do not care. Kyle loves rap music. <laughs> but like if you I don't know, you gotta say something about someone's family or something. That's we got what a, Balky's daughter did. We've got a trade. New Orleans is on the clock here in the uh Washington in the in the commander's position in the commies position. So are they Saints take a quarterback? The um, they definitely could. New Orleans, you're saying? Why now? Why would they need to get ahead of Washington, Minnesota? Which Minnesota going to take a quarterback? Wow, they're they're constantly trying to win. No, Houston, I don't think was going to. Baltimore, I don't think was going to. Philly wasn't going to. So why would New Orleans need to go to eleven to take a quarterback? Unless they thought somebody else was going to make a move. But who was Pittsburgh going to go up to eleven? You know. So I, I think here's the other thing. How good are you going to be this year with Jameis? You might just be able to draft a quarterback next year. I think they're planning on making the playoffs. So you only draft a it's a quarterback. It would be weird to me. Like you draft a quarterback to sit him behind Jameis for a year, and then next year you could just draft that guy. Try and help this year's team now. I get. I can hear your TV pretty good in my. Oh, ear. I'm sorry. Okay, let me turn that down. Sorry for the podcasters who had to listen to that. No, it's, it's just because of commercial. I kind of like Roger in the back. Oh, okay. Um, you you follow that lot? Like, what do you think based on what I just said about New Orleans? Yeah, I mean, I. They, they clearly have just been up to shit, right? When they made the trade with the Eagles, because it made no sense. They, they're just they're thinking something internally that we're not thinking. I think it's just that simple. Well, here, here's here's a, here's something. Uh, Jason on the stream says probably going for Jermaine Johnson. Do they view it like there's one more good pass rusher? We got to go get him. Yeah, I, someone said, and it made this actually bring a little clarity. What if they thought there were 13 sweet players and they wanted to make sure they had the ammo to get one of them? And they thought this year they have a playoff team, right? Figure out next year, next year. Because that's kind of been their mindset with, with Sean Payton and Drew Brees with the salary cap. Figure out next year, next year. And they yeah. always just kind of do. Like they, they don't really like, let's uh, budget out for the next three years. Totally. That is not their style. No. <laughs> 
So no. you're right. Well, I mean, what if they take what if they take Kyle, you know Kyle Hamilton or whoever? Here's good. Here's good logic. I don't. I don't think there's a quarterback. We we said earlier. You and I both said they think that that we think the Vikings want a DB, want a corner. What if that's what New Orleans thinks too, and they want to go get the corner that they want to get? It's it's going to be the third cornerback off the board or Kyle Hamilton. So jump ahead of the Vikings. Go McDuffie. Go McDuffie or go Kyle Hamilton. Be bold to go safety. I, I think Kyle Hamilton should be a top 10 pick, but it's just like I, these teams don't value safeties. Remember the dude that blew the pass to uh, to Diggs? Marcus you, Williams. But it's like, he, and he's a good player. I think he was like a second or third round pick. You know, I, I think these teams just think they can get safeties in the second round. And for the most part, you can. Though if Kyle Hamilton goes to like New England at 21, watch that happen. And then he's sweet. I could see them going McDuffie here or the pass rusher. Because if you're the Vikings, wouldn't you just take the pass rusher too? Like, even I just didn't watch that much Florida State football. I, I mean, everyone keeps talking highly of this guy. You go receiver? Uh, well, Michael Thomas, we haven't seen him in about seven years after he got paid. Uh, who else? They Yeah. Could you take Chris Olave here with Jameis? Would they, they gave their third pick and fourth. I mean, they... Do you remember when the Raiders only got a third round pick from 15 to 10 for Josh Rosen? This the football team, pretty good trade from 11 to 16, just got their third and their fourth from the Saints. That's not the greatest trade both there in, by, uh, both in this good. year's draft. Yeah. Well, just said fewest. What did that NFL network just had a little uh a little graphic on the Oh, never mind. That was overall points. 364 points scored. Oh, I don't care. That's a useless. Um, Are they other Bellagio water? I think that's what it looks like, right? That's pretty cool. Remember when the kids were supposed to get like come out in a boat on a gun? Like, <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Why did they, they, they scrap that idea? Uh, great question. Might have taken too long. Clearly, they're what? making an effort to move quickly. This one's way, honestly, it's, I guess you're not even half. It's not really moving. Not as fast as you think. I mean, we're hour 20 in, pick 11, basically a third of the way there. does feel like it's going relative, like not that many people are milking it to zero, zero. doesn't feel like it is unless they shorten it up. Um, Oh God. Remember Marquez Callaway? Did he, did he kill the Niners one game? Uh, Tony Gonzalez. You know Tony Gonzalez's ex-girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez, is now Jeff Bezos' girlfriend. She's very proud to be on like all these like uh, climate change boards by Bezos. Uh huh. Like, I wonder how you got on those. <laughs> well, but Tony Gonzalez hangs out with Bezos. It's kind of weird. Interesting. Wait, is that Austin Eckler? God, Tony Gonzalez is a good-looking dude. I mean, he's just... <laughs> he can't have walked in many bars in his life and not had a lot of heads turned. I mean, he, he just... He's looked the same for 25 years, has he not? Does the guy age? No. <laughs> he's like the... You know, John Moran's dad? Yeah, he's like the Latino Southern California version of Howie Long. He just... Tony Gonzalez is like 46 years old. He could pass for 30. I mean, he, he's, he looked like that when he played basketball at Cal. 
He's got like zero body hair, I feel like. Just on his head. Look at him compared to Eckler. I mean, if he wanted to pick Eckler up and throw him into the crowd, he easily could. Oh, they're promoting Charges at Chiefs on Amazon Prime September 15th. So there you go. That's so why the they're first together. Thursday night game is Chargers Chiefs on Amazon Prime. That's, that's pretty, pretty good. That's pretty good. That's... He's pro- wait, he's promoting Bezos's product too? I'm telling you, guy, it's like some weird stuff going on with Tony, Bezos, Lord Sanchez. I I mean, this is they got some you know, Jerry Bus. I don't know. There's something there. And I don't even blame Tony. Lauren's older too. Lauren is probably if Tony's 45, I bet she's in her 50s. So I guess not that much older. She's closer to Bezos' age than Tony. I heard somebody make the point that New Orleans, you know, doesn't have a first round pick next year. Yeah, the Eagles. But they'll get it back when they trade Sean Payton, who apparently is negotiating for a big Fox studio deal, according to some report. If you and me ran a studio, why would I pay a lot of money for someone to be in my studio? Uh, well, TNT, see, I was thinking about this today. Like, who's worth more, Charles Barkley or Troy Aikman? Like, Troy gets, we don't know what Charles makes. I presume it's not $17 million a year. Charles probably makes about 10, though. Saints right. pick is in. Chris Olave, they went receiver. Wow. It's like why are why are these guys plummeting like a rock and they go ten and eleven? <laughs> There's already three receivers been drafted. But anyway, you could argue for TNT. TNT is the studio show that people watch, right? It's the only one, yeah, yeah. that I watch. So, but at the same time, how many people watch Charles versus how many people watch Troy? Right? Troy has got to be Troy's like. On some weeks, probably five, three X. I, I would have. I mean, how many Charles is on for multiple hours, right? Like between games, like this game, there's five million. This game, there's three million. He's on through all of them, so we probably get seen by all those people, right? What do you think, Troy and Joe are going to do some weeks this year, though? Probably 12, yeah. 15. Yeah, but you'd also say, okay, how many people? What percentage of my audience doesn't watch if Charles isn't there? Versus how much of a percentage bump is Monday Night Football going to get with Troy? I I think. Paying Troy and Joe is way less crazier than what happened with uh, Tony. Like, people were watching that game with Phil Sims. They would have watched it if you would have put fucking, you know, well, quarterback X. Troy, ESPN was pretty desperate. Yeah, I mean, but but I think whatever I they what paid saying. Tony the first time was easy money. Because I think they're, they're – the. forget about ratings for a second. Like, the profile of their show – because really ESPN's Monday Night Football ratings – I'll be interested to see how much do they dramatically change. Part of why they did what they did was just the way they were getting, their their brand was just taking a hit. CBS's football brand got a boost from Tony. Not that it was in a bad place, but it did. Tony did boost it. True. True. Just with average, just like people who don't watch football made it, made it, made them cool. Made them cool. Um, Okay, made somebody him, made him actually really cool. I mean, those first two years with Tony, they got a lot of credit. Yeah, they not? Just any casual fan be like, oh, yeah, the guy that predicts picks. All right, quick recap for people. If you're just joining, if you forgot or you want to know, what's, here's what's going on. Jags take uh, Trevon Walker out of Georgia, D-lineman. Lions take Aiden Hutchinson. 
out of Michigan. Texans take Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback LSU. Sauce Gardner, Jr. Sauce Gardner goes to the Jets, cornerback Cincy. Kayvon Thibodeau goes to the Giants at five. Icky Ikwanwu, the O-lineman, goes to the Panthers at six. Evan Neal goes to the Giants at seven, offensive lineman. Drake London, the first receiver to the Falcons at eight. Charles Cross goes to the Seahawks at nine, tackle for Mississippi State. Garrett Wilson to the Jets at 10. Not Debo. What, what? I think the Lions just traded up to 12. Chris Olave to the Saints at 11. And the Lions traded up with Minnesota. So Minnesota, did New Orleans take the guy they wanted? Who? Well, we thought Minnesota wanted to take... They weren't going to take Chris Olave, were they? Are you sure the Minnesota just didn't get the Lions first round pick or something? Just it just did a value like whatever. We don't even care. Well, do they just get, they must Minnesota's going back to 32, right? That's yeah. I mean, that'd be the only spot to go, right? Yeah. There really haven't been any shockers. Just hearing you list those names, every single name that has been drafted through 12 has been the names in the mix, right? Every single one. Uh yes. Yep. Are they about it, to take a receiver they like? I see. I think they're about to take a quarterback, right? Are they you about think? to take Malik? Are they about to take Malik Willis right here? Kind of there, like uh, I'm not comparing them to these guys, but like they're. Remember when this the Chiefs and the Texans traded up really far to get a quarterback? Yeah, this is kind of that spot. You're right. Th- this would be Malik Willis and the Lions. Feels like a failure, doesn't it? <laughs> Like, can you envision Malik Willis being good on the Lions? Was he sitting this year? Yeah, he would be. You would go Trey Lance, Jimmy Garopp, the poor man's version. <laughs> so 12, a second-round pick swap for 32 and a third. So 12 and a second for 32, a second, and a third. Does that feel like enough? To go from 32 to 12, so basically a second-round pick swap and a third. That feels like a long way to go. Yeah, you're right. So they get an extra 10. They get a third, and they – how many spots? Like, yeah, whatever the equivalent is in the next round. Tw- 20 spots in the next round, too? Isn't that a pretty easy trade for the Lions? <laughs> I don't know. It's a long way to go, though, unless you just don't like anybody. What do you mean? Oh, sorry, sorry, the Lions. Yes, yes, yes. I would assume they had to give up the I was first round pick. Minnesota, yeah. Well, they did. They gave him 32. They swapped first. I you mean another year. first? Usually you got to give the first round pick next year. Jamison Williams. They just took they just took Jamison Williams. You're right. And apparently the the Eagles have also traded up. So the receivers are they gonna take another receiver here? Why wouldn't the Lions just take Jameson Williams? Or, I mean, the Vikings. Just put him with – what's his name? Just have, like, we're going to be awesome. They still have Thielen, right? Do you know what the Lions just I think they're trying to win this year. What? Lions just jump Philly. Howie, not Abby. Well, who made the trade first, Philly or or the Lions? Because Philly also just traded up to 13 with Houston. I know, but they just got – but they would have wanted Jameson Williams. But did the – who made the trade first? Lions did. Lions made the trade, and then Philly made the trade? Yeah, then they started probably freaked. Who else is even on the board? What other receivers? Um, 
let's see, we've had Olave go. We've had Garrett Wilson go. We had Drake, Drake London go. Gone. Now Jamison Williams is gone. I mean, it feels like that was the top tier, right? Shakir? Else is there? You... The Eagles are going to take? Who? They're going to take McDuffie, I bet. Before Baltimore can? Or Jordan Davis. They're, they're oh, gonna Burks. take him. What about they're Burks? gonna take I forgot him. about Burks. Yeah, but I don't think he I don't think the Eagles view him that high. I'd be a little surprised. Oh, Dotson? Isn't Dotson Receiver from, from from Baylor? Uh Penn State. Small guy. Yeah, don't they have a bunch of small I I would go McDuffie or Jordan Davis. Which Philly pick did they get? 15 <laughs> or 18? Because Philly has 15 and 18. Which one did they send to the Lions? Philly has. So they sent them 15. So the. Or so Texans, the te- sorry, Texans. So the Texans, Texans just, just moved down two back. spots. So not a big deal. Who's 14? Baltimore. They feel like they have Jordan Davis written all over them. <laughs> Doesn't Jordan Davis feel like a Baltimore Raven? Oh, not only does he feel like a Baltimore Raven, he feels like a few years ago when when the Spurs drafted DeJounte Murray like at 28, and everyone's like, oh, fuck, the Spurs got DeJounte Murray? God damn it. Do you see John, DeJounte Murray's like the most improved player in the league this year? Yeah. Or second maybe for that award? Yeah, Jordan, to your point, yes. Jordan Davis to the Ravens feels like a – no brainer. So where are we at? One thirty. Phillies on the Phillies on. We the got a little. We started getting a little action here. I know. So the Lions just drafted Jameis. Okay. Just trying to keep track for my show for the show notes here. A lot going on. Do you think he's going to like Jared Goff? Yeah, just go, go deep, baby. How can you draft Williams with an ACL? I mean, the belief is what? That he'll be ready to roll by October? And uh, what are the Lions? Like, so what? They're going to – Lions are going to be in third place by October. Oh, no, Jameis – you know, they're going to – they're yeah. not going to be good this year. This is actually – they're a great – I mean, the Lions being a bad organization historically is not great for them. But they're, they're the kind of team that could draft a hurt receiver, I guess. Although – Eagles pick is in. How are they going to get a quarterback? Who? The Lions. Suck and get the number one pick next year? I bet the Eagles take Jordan Davis. Pretty good. I mean, I, I, Jamison Williams does not feel like a great fit on the Lions. Not for their current quarterback. Yeah, like with Stafford in his prime? Would have been... Amazing. Stafford and Calvin. That's why I wanted him to go seventeen to the Chargers. Like put, put the perfect team together of the guys that you once had. Did you see? Like, did the I, Niners get you potty back. <laughs> I saw a photo today of Andre Johnson. Sorry, my TV. Uh, Andre Johnson's draft night, where he's taking the call from the um, Texans. The dude from Miami. Yeah, he's wearing a Tracy McGrady Magic jersey. At his house. He's just like on the couch, a million people behind him next to his mom, T-Mac jersey. That's pretty sweet. That's cool. What year, I mean, what year would that have been? Like, oh, two or something? Oh, yeah. 
I mean, well, no. He got drafted after David Carr or before David Carr? Maybe the next year. Was he a high pick? 03. Yeah, he was a third overall pick in 03. You remember that video of Andre Johnson and Cortland Finnegan fighting? Like full on brawl? Like No. Was it a practice? No, it was at Andre played for the Texans. He played for the Titans, and they, you know, went at it for years. Eventually, just one of those things like kept bumping them, kept bumping them. And like before the play, they just maybe it was after the play. They just, I mean, both they just had a full on fist fight on the field. Like they were corner and wide receiver. Cortland. Cortland Finnegan, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. Cortland Finnegan. Cortland. Yeah. I think Cortland Finnegan was the guy. Not Cor- Oh, Cortland Sutton was the other name. Uh, yeah, Carson Palmer, Andre Johnson, Terrence Newman, Troy Polamalu went sixteen that draft. Pretty good Six, year for the Trojans. Sixers didn't blow it. Uh, Doc got oh, a little ed- oh, Doc got man. a little edgy. You see yeah, that? I know. <laughs> I-, I love when a good coach starts rattling off history. People are on him, dude. Well, you know, you've talked to coaches. Coaches don't usually talk like that on the microphone. They talk like that behind the scenes all the time. Like to I me, think, I think he'd had enough. Don't you think? Clearly, but I, to me, that like that's the kind of thing he said to those media guys before with the mics off. Coaches love that shit. You know, if you look, look back at 02, you know, he had an Achilles. He was, his Achilles was sore. Nobody knew about it. He, he kept playing, but you guys got to understand, Pat Garrity, Pat Garrity sucked. I saw Rick Buecher like, oh, if we're going to go down this road, Rasheed Wallace was out. He started like listening. This guy had a hurt Achilles. It's like, I don't. no one cares. I mean, it was 20 years ago. Doc, we don't, no one actually cares, Doc. <laughs> they just care about this team not blowing it. Like, you don't need to rehash 02. Maybe as a coach, you don't forget about that. Maybe honestly, like he thinks about it more than you think. Not like you, per- but you don't just like, maybe it crosses yeah. his mind more often. He does take a lot of shit for like being the only coach to like twice blow 3-1 leads, I think. Maybe he has like three 3-1 leads or something. Is that what it is, really? It's definitely three because he listed off the Magic, the Clippers twice. I think this, did he do it with the Sixers? Or no, he was in danger of it being this year with the Sixers. <laughs> I mean, they the Sixers won it at 132 to 97. So, Doc had the boys ready. Nice little game from Embiid. Sun's in a little trouble. Uh, here's a. Uh, oh. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. 
Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to trylifemd.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.